You are now tuning in to Lex and RDDC Broadcast Station, serving up on the double doses for us all. Welcome back, everyone, to the Real Double Dose channel. This is your host, Lex, coming to you straight from the heart where the talk is real and the vibe is always live. Thank you for tuning in again and again. Like we always say, for any show requests, feedback, or anything under the sun that you can think of, as always, get a hold of us at Real Double Dose channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. And as well as realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com, where you can find all the insights, the guest expert interviews, and the links to the books, disclaimers, and so much more throughout all those wonderful pages. We do have the real double dose channel.com with our apparel and so much more that you've been asking for and our YouTube that's going to be rolling out very, very soon. If you haven't and we see that you have already, you can tune in at tune in Stitcher Radio, Spreaker.com, Spotify.com, Spreaker, Blueberry, as well as iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, so much more. Deezer, Google Cast, you name it, it's listed. You can always check that out on our SoundCloud homepage as well. And also, again, the blogspot.com. So if you haven't signed up, I know a lot of you right now from what we're going through for the COVID-19, you know, hopefully by the universe of everything, this blows over a lot faster than what it's hitting us, but you can still sign up for your like Puerto Vallarta, Jamaica, Hawaii, free travel giveaways. You might need it for later. So think about that. And all hundred and some out of you who have claimed your gift cards, we appreciate you. We love you. And from all of you from all over the world that we see, thank you for your support and your love, like we always say. So without further ado, we have a wonderful guest expert that is here. And that is Laura Cheadle. Yes, former attorney turned women's empowerment coach, speaker, and radio personality. Laura Cheadle encourages women to reveal their smart, sexy, and spiritual selves so they can fall back in love with who they are and find the satisfaction and fulfillment they crave. As a life choreographer, Laura is the creator of Flaunt. That's F-L-A-U-N-T. Don't forget it. And find your sparkle coaching programs, workshops, and destination retreats. She has worked with women worldwide to provide practical research-based tools that enable them to become happy, healthy, and burnout free, which we all need. Yes, we do. And her alter ego, which I love, the Choctaw Tees. Ooh, she has performed all over the United States, including Las Vegas, New Orleans, New Orleans, <laughs> Los Angeles, and Hawaii. And she's going to be hitting the map even more once we get past this epidemic. So thank you so much, Laura Cheadle, for being on here. How are you doing, my dear? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, my Aquarius sister. Do not forget. <laughs> I had to add that in here. So at the same time, I mean, like, I'm glad. I'm happy. I can't even say glad. I'm happy that you're on here and going through that. And I'm happy that you're basically moving through the grooves of what we're going now for the lockdown um, and all that. And I know people are probably listening to this going, wow, like they're still making a smile happen. Yeah, it it's possible. It's definitely it possible. It's possible. And, and it's necessary, especially now. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, if people had their bills taken care of, I don't think many people would have a problem. I mean, you could fall in love with what you do. I get it. But at the same time, it's like from that point, it's just more of the stress of that. But that's going to be taken care of. I mean, that's going to be done, figured out. I mean, at the end of the day, it's in the government's hands. We're okay. I'm like, <laughs> we're, exactly. we're just There's nothing fine. we can do about it anyway. That's the thing. Yeah. And you know what? I want to just put this out there. Hashtag, this might be shade. Audience, you know we love you. All the newcomers, this is what it is. But instead of going, and I heard a couple ladies share this with me. Oh, I've been online buying 17,000 shirts and I'm just nervously buying stuff. Well, why don't you put that investment as something that can make you skyrocket like Superwoman or Superman and go ahead and get that so you can flaunt what you got out there, okay? So you can be prepared during this lockdown getting 
bringing yourself together and recreating yourself and having that happy, healthy, and burnout-free lifestyle. Uh, Being able to have your smart, sexy, and spiritual self where you need to be and get it together. So just spend your money on wise things. I just want to say that. Just put it out there. Okay. So, you know, just a little disclaimer on wise things out there. I'm sorry. So, Laura, how... Uh, how, If you've got the time, you might as well use it to look within and kind of develop some things that you've always wanted to develop. That's very true. You've got the time now. Very true. Yeah. We cannot complain about we didn't have a little, at least a little bit of time to do it. Because now I'm starting to be like, okay, now I'm cracking at every little moment I have with something like, oh, I could, oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do that. Oh, I could do this. You're right. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, we, we understand the whole understanding line of that. So I want we, we all would like to get into understanding how you can basically spread your wonderful goodies of knowledge and wisdom so all of us can take a page from your book and go on the journey with you. Uh, I love that. Okay, my book, Flaunt, is actually an acronym, and it stands for Find Your Fetish, Laugh Out Loud. AU is accept unconditionally. That's the golden center of flaunt. N is navigate the negative. And T is trust in your truth. And those are the five steps that I have used personally and that I use with my um, clients to really help them do a couple of things. First of all, figure out who they really are. And then second of all, figure out what it is they want and then go after what it is that they want. Because for so many of us, here's why I love the whole COVID-19 thing. I'll I'll just kind of jump into that right away. Yeah. So many of us, yeah, so many of us just live life on autopilot. You know, we grow up and people tell us, you will go to school and now you will do this. And, and, you know, you become a certain age and the next thing to do is, whether it's get a job or get married or have a baby or get a house or whatever it is, we're just always on autopilot. And, yeah, and until we're faced with a crisis, we never stop, go within, and figure out who we really are. And that's really what my work is geared to do. It's geared to help people figure out who they are and what they want. And, you know, most people come to me when there's been a divorce or a chronic illness or they've lost a job or their partner's cheated on them or, you know, some catastrophic thing has happened. And then they're in this whole tailspin and they're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And I'm just miserable and depressed. And these are the five steps that I take people through to help. But what I also try to encourage people to do is, you know, you can figure it out now. You can figure it out before that crisis hit. And you can start having a heck of a lot of fun now. So that way, as things happen, which they always do because it's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. You can roll with it, and you can thrive, and you can have fun, and you can dance with disaster instead of let it sweep you away. Yeah, I like that. That's beautiful. Dance with disaster instead of letting it sweep us away. Yes. Be ahead of the curve, or they say, yeah. You don't want to be in the middle of an avalanche or behind it. You want you want to be way, way in front of it. So if the snow or whatever comes rolling down the dirt, you can be like, okay, I have choices here. I could go down exactly. this path, this path, or, you know, I could just stand here and see how many boulders really hit, which we don't want to do. No. <laughs> no, exactly. So at the same time, how did your, how did this whole... Um, journey start for you as far as yourself from your like personal page of it unfolding for you to say you know what I want to become 
the truer me and flaunt, you know, for the principles, which, well, intertwined into yeah. F-L-A-U-N-T. Exactly. Um, it started for me, you know, it, it took me a while. It was a process. But I was a corporate attorney. And it started way, way, way back when I was actually a law student. And I was in the student law office. And the student law office is, it's, it's fantastic. I think most law schools have them. It's where students represent low-income clients, and they've got an advisor with them. So the low-income client gets represented by an attorney, and the attorneys get practice, you know, representing clients under the guidance of a fully licensed, you know, attorney themselves. Okay. So it's kind of a win-win situation for everyone. Yeah. So it was my first case as a student attorney, and I won the case. Oh, I wow. researched, I outlawed, I did an amazing job, and I won the case for my client. But instead of congratulating me, the judge called me and my advisor into his chambers, and he berated me. Oh, wow. And he said, how, oh, yeah, he said, how dare you win that case? Don't you know who you up against? He is a really well-respected lawyer. How dare you come in here being young and looking like that and have the nerve to win that case? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, what yeah. Rude. And I was like, oh, wow. It matters that I'm female. It matters that I'm 22. It matters that I'm attractive. It, those are the things that are mattering to you. It doesn't matter that I outlawed him, that I'm smarter than he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, you know, just... During my whole career, things like that would happen. And I kept thinking, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be recognized for who I am. I'm not supposed to be judged by other people. No. And I thought, no. And I thought, this is happening. I don't care if it's, you know, sex or race or, you know, uh, sexual orientation or economic status or religion or political affiliation. So many of us are judged incorrectly. And it really infuriates me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing that right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of what started me on this journey. Because I thought, wow, this is what I wanted. This is the mark I want to leave in the world. I want to change the way we judge other people. I want to start pointing that out and breaking it down. So we can start seeing each other for who we are, not for who we think, you know, that people should be. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and when we can really start not judging others and not judging ourselves, I really feel like this world is going to elevate. We're going to go further faster. You know, there's so much talk about, like, you know, diversity, but really what we're doing is we're making diverse people and we're bringing them in and we're saying, now you have to be a 55-year-old white man. Uh -huh. Well, that's not diverse. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, diversity is easy to see, like in the workplace. But I'm talking about that every day. Let's all be who we are. Yeah. Let's all bring our gifts and our talents to the world. And let's all be different. Let's all be, like you say, unscripted. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, we're, it's just going to benefit everyone. And the same thing with our drama and our trauma. Quit hiding it. Start talking about it. Pretty soon you realize, oh, wow, other people are going through chronic health conditions. Other people are struggling with depression. Other people have mental health challenges. Other people have had domestic violence. Other people have struggled with alcoholism. And then suddenly we're all talking about it. And again, we can all grow 
and we can all elevate and we can all learn from each other because the stigma is taken out of it. Absolutely. And you know what? She just made me even think of cognitively. I hope, and I know that we have, you know, thousands upon thousands of people that download these in live plays and different ones. But I always say, like I said earlier, previously, one equals one million. If one of you gets something from it and run with it and touch back base with this six months later, at least the, the, the goal is a million people will be touched from that phenomenon. So at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, like when you, it broke down in my head, like that is true. When we have diversity in the workplace, for example, piggybacking off of what you said, it's like we're still in this whole, you know, not really being who we are because we're, we're playing the part of what we think the world wants to see. But when we go home, we're still in this undiversified dimension where it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, like you just don't know how to be. And then all of a sudden it's kind of, well, you know, here's everything is designed. Um, and, and I think it's kind of a lot of fluff. And this is what irritates me. I'm going to tell you, Laura, people out there will go and I, it, it's off of what you said as well. It just kind of opened my mind up to where um, they had did a Oh, another lady I was on a radio show and I was listening to my car and she goes, hey, you know, 80% of the ads of women and, and, and hot bodies and men, you know, on Instagram, you know, people had a 90% poll that they didn't want to see those anymore because it shows them that they're not perfect. And then I looked yeah. at that and I'm like, man, that's the whole thing. Like when you go somewhere, even in a shop and you see the mannequin sitting there or someone saying, oh, well, this is this would look better on you. But why does it look better on me? How come what I chose to wear is not better on me? Or, you know, we should go, you know, have the latest bag and the latest shoes and the latest this to be looking like a candy cane walking around. Or we <laughs> should be able to be in the gym four or five, six hours a week, uh, different stuff like that. But when it comes down to diversifying our own minds, opening it up and becoming better and, and having a coach or a mentor kind of help us develop, not seeing ourselves in the light of you're not enough, pretty much. Um, that's what, that's what we'll be. I mean, cause I would like to flaunt who I am. I mean, you know, Absolutely. from that point, yeah, be who you are. Cause we would walk outside people. Most people wouldn't walk outside with a tomato sauce all over their clothes, you know, but some right. people think it's okay. <laughs> I don't know where that random thought came from, but you know what I mean? Like that be yourself in the moment kind of thing, you know, or who you truly right. are kind of thing. So, right. Right. Yeah. And the thing is when we actually are who we are in the moment, you know, even like you, you, the thing about going out with tomato sauce on you. But we've all been at a fancy lunch or a fancy dinner and spilled something on us oh, and then no. had to wear that spot around all day. I hate it. And yeah, and it's like <laughs> that's just part of living and it happens. And of course we can be embarrassed, but there's such a different vibe between being like, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. And, you know, laughing about it and wiping it and, and understanding it and then going on about your day still with pride and openness and just being able to acknowledge, oh, yeah, look at this. Like, do you believe it? I spilled, I spilled that all over myself at lunch. And then other people connect to you and then they tell you their story. Oh, yeah, I did that once, too. And, oh, don't worry. I hope it comes out. And you have a normal conversation. Like, that's flaunting. That's normal. But then when it gets weird is when people start, you know, blaming or shaming. Oh, well, the waiter spilled that on me. And I can't believe he did this. And, and this is just awful. And then oh. I can't do that. I can't go to the store because I have this on me. I can't. It's when we start blaming and shaming and limiting ourselves. That's not normal. That's not flaunting. And things happen to all of us all the time every day. Let's just live anyway. Yeah. I mean, I thought about what you said, too. That's that's what I was going to add in there, being able to share a story. And I, and I thought, because sometimes when, and I, I would purposely do this later on when I was downtown or other areas, but I would, if someone asked me a question, I would speak about it, you know, not 
super open to where all the graphic details are out there, but enough to where people would go and people around, not even a part of the conversation would like, look. And my first thought was, oh my God, I said too much. But then it was like right. to the point where somebody would come up a few minutes later and go, man, you went through that. I, I had an experience. And I was like, wow, like being able to share that, like, oh, I can't believe. I'm like, yeah, you had, you, you went through this as a child. Oh, you, you got an abusive relationship. You really? I'm like, you'd be surprised how many stories yeah. are, are waiting there to help someone else understand that. Because when we see people, we just see exactly what we present ourselves to be, um, you know, right. what they want. But when you, oh, you want to come to my house and sit down for lunch, people kind of get to the point where they're like, okay, now they're entering not just a personal zone. It's a zone to be like, this is who I really am am behind you know from behind closed doors and now they're coming into basically the inside of me um that's what they look at so I'm like yeah I I do like that being able to flaunt and and say what you need to say because it might save someone's life change someone's life or be able to just free yourself of a life that you you haven't been free to speak about yeah yeah absolutely and that's why I I use the concept of burlesque and I actually dance burlesque myself too but burlesque is stripping down to reveal what's underneath and it's not like stripping to be sexy and it's not even real burlesque is not is never never full nudity but it's taking away that cover it's taking away the mask to show what's underneath and we all wear masks every day and it's not that there's anything wrong with wearing a mask if we're going to go, you know, speak in a kindergarten classroom, of course we put on kind of that kindergarten sweet persona. If we go and meet a bunch of executives, we put on that persona. If we're in a nursing home dealing with sick and elderly, we wear that persona. It's okay to wear different personas, but it's also really important to remember how to strip down. Remember what's underneath. Be very intentional with what and how and why you are covering. Because so many of us cover for so long, we no longer remember who we are underneath. And that's a problem because then when those identities go away, when we lose our job, when our partner leaves us, when our kids move to college, all of a sudden we're like, I don't know who I am. Yeah. I'm no longer, you know, a husband or wife, a girlfriend or boyfriend. I'm no longer a mom. I'm no longer, you know, a doctor or a secretary or a pharmacist or whatever. Yeah. Who am I? And then we have this midlife crisis because our identity has been stripped away. Yeah. And that's really up to us to create and to cultivate that, that identity all along. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're not, like, left behind in the rain, like you said before, be ahead of the movement. And sad, because yeah. I thought about, too, like, oh, yeah, I don't know what to do now. And I'm like, well, if you constantly keep yourself in that motion, you won't have to figure out what to do. I mean, because right. you'll know already. Okay, well, you're going to college, honey. I love you, but I have seven other projects I need to work on. One, right. is, You know, one is me. <laughs> so, number one of doing that. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, your identity is completely where you focus it on. If your identity is you breaking up in a relationship, your kids going off, even, you know, from some arrangement that you have with custody or in the year three months with nothing to do for the summer. I mean, at the same time, you should always find a place for yourself to be able to do something that you do. The burlesque i like the burlesque understanding of it just being able to do that so if a person was to say well how can i intertwine this into okay let's for example okay one of our listeners i think she's a veterinarian so she says she wants to be uh, more un like she feels like she's in this kind of facet of uh, uh, being this very 
prune face, she called it. I don't know how to have another name. Um, yeah. <laughs> veterinarian, where no one around there even, like, breathes a hint of having a real life outside of there. They're just kind of, this is, stay, focus on the animals, something else. And she's like, I feel so stuck in not knowing who I am at my profession and then when I get home I don't know how to be except how I've been out there with you know basically wearing a, a whole different uniform of who she really is yes exactly it that is so common with so many people and that's where why how I like to encourage people through those five steps of plot I'm um, going back that first one is find your fetish and fetish is just such a fun word because there's so many naughty connotations but what I ask people to do is think back to when they were kids why did you play? You yeah. play because it's fun. You're not trying to get ahead. You're not trying to impress somebody. You play because it's fun. Yeah. Whether it's Play-Doh or dolls or cars or sandboxes, you play because it's fun. And that first step is to start finding your fetish every day. And it's not like you have to do it for an hour. It's not like you have to set aside a certain amount of time. But just start playing Every day, it could be reading, it could be walking, it could be literally digging in the dirt, it could be crocheting, it could be, re you know, reading a magazine, it could be anything, but just start getting back in touch with the things that you would do because they're fun. Yeah. Not, yeah, not reading a periodical to get better, not studying the latest veterinary techniques, just start getting back in touch with who you are. And surprisingly, it's hard. It's so hard to do. <laughs> but even if you grab a ball and just start get dribbling the ball or kicking it around in your living room or in a yard, get or jumping rope, get back in touch with something that you think is fun for you. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then that dovetails right into that second step. And I won't go through all of them right now, but that second step is L, laugh out loud. And that's remember what was funny for you. Um, I was talking to somebody who's a real big spiritual leader in our community the other day, and she was talking about her love of the of South Park, the TV show South Park. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, and she's like, it's it's really warped humor. And people think, since I'm a spiritual leader, that I don't have that warped humor side, but I find that humor really funny. And it's like, yeah, start thinking about, are you a black humor person? Are you a sick and twisted humor person? Are you a, you know, cheesy <laughs> like 1950s? Like, I find SpongeBob hilarious. I love SpongeBob. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And if you can just start doing those first two steps, finding something funny and intentionally making yourself laugh and then figuring out what are the ways you like to play, that's the first step in really shedding your, your shredding your layers, stripping down and recapturing your identity. Man, that's not, you know what? You have me in the mood for some SpongeBob right now. Yes. <laughs> like, like, what should I do later on for the dinner period? Maybe I should just go eat a little bit of salad or maybe have a little, some chicken breast and just go watch some SpongeBob and Patrick for a little while. That's exactly. why. Yeah, it brings out our playful yeah. side, and that's why cartoons are so neutral. When I was doing one of these logos for one of the, um, the incarceration program I had, it was like the cartoons I used, and they were like, why cartoons? Like, I'm like, because there's no... No, it's neutral. 
Like, you don't feel yeah. any, like, deep stigma behind it. It's no super sadness behind it. It's just cartoons, like Tom and Jerry. I was watching that the other day. It just, it felt great. And then one of my other friends that are in Illinois, she was like, you know what? She goes, I know I'm waiting for this whole, you know, some, a lot of people didn't file for the taxes, you know, by the time this happened because it got canceled out. Um, but at the same yeah. time, they were like, hey, I'm waiting for my unemployment. I'm waiting for this. But she goes, in the meantime, well, instead of worrying about bills and this, she said, I got a chance to, to hang out with my 12-year-old daughter. And I was like, yeah. She was like, I mean, really hang out with her legs to the point where, I mean, me and her were walking in the neighborhood and we just took it later on in the afternoon because there's not very many people. And she was like, it was just so nice to hear her talk. Like, you know, my child and, and that understanding of being able to understand that. And she, she got a chance to grow herself from being able to hear someone that grew from her. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Like step back into that being able to, and now, like you said, now more than ever, being able to just have that whole understanding of, man, this is who I am. This is what I want. Try a different food when you, whenever we get a chance to or go to the store or a restaurant when everything gets back to a little bit of normalcy. Try something on the menu that you never would try. Why don't you wear yeah. a sweater or a shirt that you never would think or dream to wear? Or a size too small, a size too big, a different color. Wear some lipstick or something you didn't even choose to wear because you just want to have a whole different viewpoint. Wear your hair in curls or straighten it out. Like, do something yeah. that is completely out of what you see as the box of where you're put. You know, and yeah. I think that would be kind of good, you know, to shake it off a little bit and be like, hey, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, she looks different. Yeah. yeah, I have an exercise that I write about in my book. It's it's a whole chapter, and it's got you know the directions and the exercises, and it's 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 like one of the most fun chapters in my book. But what it does is it tells people to go to a thrift store and to start playing. You know, if you are like that, the conservative person, but you've always had or you used to have you know this fantasy of being a rock star, go to the thrift store. You know, buy your leather jacket. Buy your little fake microphone and your big sunglasses and your wig and, you know, play around with that. If, if you're always a mom and you're stuck with kids right now and you miss your professional identity, go to the thrift store, you know. Buy your red carpet gown and your big glitzy heels and your, you know, 99-cent jewelry and play with it. Yes. And, yeah, and it's, it's a ton of fun to, and it's not even going to cost a lot of money and you don't even have to actually go you know, you can start Googling some images online, but start playing with that and trying it out. And it's kind of like that Halloween every day, but it's trying on a mask that is really a part of you. In my book, I call it your alter ego, your inner burlesque star. Yeah. And it's that, yeah, and it's all of those facets of our personality of who we would be if, or who we would be if something else hadn't have happened. And even though we aren't all of those people, those people are all a part of us, and it's fun to move into our different identities and to explore and to play with it, because we are all really multifaceted. And that's why I use smart, sexy, and spiritual. I don't care who you are. You're all marked at something. We all have our zone of genius, and we're all sexy. Whether it's sexy the way we think about it or it's sexy in a way that we don't think about it, we are sexy, pleasure-filled beings who humans love touch. Yeah. Humans will die without touch. We need touch. That's sexy. You know, tasting things is sexy. 
listening to good music and letting that music fill you up, that's a pleasurable, sexy experience. And we all get so nervous around the word sexy. We're like, oh, I can't do that. I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> you <Amen>. know, <laughs> yeah, drinking your coffee or your tea in the morning is a really sexy experience. You're tasting it, you're smelling it, you're feeling the heat. Yes. And then same thing, yeah. And same thing with spirituality. It doesn't have to be religion. It can be. But we are all spiritual in our own way. Whether we revere and watch, you know, plants growing, or we meditate, or we pray, or we just feel deeply, we are all of that. And we bring all of those pieces with us to work. So, you know, like the woman who was saying she's a vet, how can she bring, she, she's very much in her head, yeah. taking care of the animals, it's that. How can you bring the sexiness and the spirituality to that? Maybe it's really feeling the animal's fur. Maybe it's allowing herself to drop into her heart a little bit and to touch and to feel and connect with each patient on a human level. One thing that's not about the animal a real connection when you're looking in their eyes, breathing in and just grounding and being present with them as a human. That's sexy. Yeah, That's spiritual. That really enlivens our every day. It does. It, it, it rejuvenates you. And you know what I thought about too? Like for one, and this is all, I mean, probably over the last few years, we've had about a good 7,000 emails that I know of and, like the last few months, it's been about like 1,300, 1,200 different emails. And a lot of them get answered because some people just want to have more of a direct uh, answer when they're emailing us. Uh, some don't like to go on social media posts. So at the same time, I look at that and I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of them had either a resentment from not being able to put their burlesque on and and go into the places that make them happy and smile. Like you said, South Park, different things, uh, being able to put yeah. on just a whole understanding of who they are. They, they walk around with this kind of face of resentment that they cannot allow themselves to be themselves. And then on top of that, yeah. not only that, they're scared of judgment from their partner. Um, they're scared of judgment from everyone else, especially, oh, well, you know, this is the way my man likes it. This is the way my husband wants it to be. My boyfriend doesn't like this color on me. Or I really yeah. love orange, but he says it doesn't go good with my complexion. But I, I get so mad when I'm like, it just makes me almost like a, a angry sadness. Because I'm like, man, are we supposed to, I mean, I understand you're supposed to say, okay, you know what, uh, for example, Laura, you know, I like your hair to the side a little bit, but yeah, but you can't wear your hair to the side every day because the right. person you love is like, oh, it looks better that way. Well, at the end of the day, you could always say, well, I wish you looked like Brad Pitt, but you don't. So I'm like, <laughs> Right, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and then uh, they get to another relationship. They have more resentment already because they're keeping that inside themselves on a normal basis. But then they have another relationship where they find the same habitual issue. Well, you know what? I really think green looks better on you. I don't think you look better in blue, but you love the color of blue. Compromising is a different like understanding, but being able to not really even be closer to yourself, even when you're done with work, you're done with the stores, yeah. You're behind closed doors. Then, like, what should, in, in your expert opinion, like, what should people do when they're stuck to a point to where they can't even be themselves? Even if they try to allow themselves, the whole brick and mortar wall is up once they get home. Yeah, yeah. And that is just a tough place to be in. But the first step in anything is recognizing it. So once they recognize, oh, my gosh, I've lost it. That's actually a really good place to be 
you know, to be in, um, because then they can start moving along. Um, what I said earlier is AU is the golden center of flaunt, and that stands for accept unconditionally. And there is such power in accepting where we are at unconditionally. Because if you realize the wall is up too high and you don't want it to be there, our natural human tendency is to pretend that it's not there. Oh, yeah, I can totally figure this out. I've got this. I'm fine. Uh-huh. And we, yeah, and we lie to ourselves about where we are because we're embarrassed or we're, you know, we're shamed or, or we're stuck and we don't want people to know because the whole world tells us we always have to know it all and we always have to have it all together. But really, until we can accept unconditionally and start verbalizing that, I'm stuck. I don't know how to take these walls down. I've done it for so long and I'm afraid and I don't know what to do. Until we're able to admit that, we really can't move forward. Because then it's like using GPS, but putting in the wrong starting location. Mm-hmm. So you put in the wrong starting location and you say, I want to be able to flaunt. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to be all these things. Okay, your destination is in mind. That's great. But you're giving up the wrong starting location location. So until you can accept unconditionally and say, I'm lost, and put in the right starting location, you can't move. No, No. (laughs) I love that. You're turning around and you're not going to reach that destination. So really, that's that first place is getting comfortable, figuring out where you are and admitting it to yourself so you can share that with others, whether it's a coach or a friend or a partner. And then you can start getting some honest feedback and some honest help. Yeah, you know what? I love that is so profound and so beautifully said, Laura. It is right now. And I'm, I was still looking at one of the pieces that you had. I think it was on your bio um, as well that Angela got a chance to send over. And she said, man, I'm in love with this section. And I'm just going to read it off because it's just it, it literally gets you to where you said now. But it's so pretty. Oh, I love it. OK, so. <laughs> It says, cultivating joy, passion, and satisfaction with your career, relationships, body, and life by burlesquing your world, shedding the, quote, shoulds, and embracing, like you said, AU, the golden center of flaunt, by accepting yourself and others unconditionally. See, it's it's so amazing that you just literally touched directly, directly based on it. Because I'm like, man, when Angela sends stuff over, I feel like she's this little kid in the cookie jar where she's like, oh, I love this. Oh, this is awesome. I'm like, (laughs) you know, so I'm like, okay, she was like, yeah, accepting unconditionally. That's what it is. Yeah. Like we, and, and it's so, and I think those who are more accepting and some people say, oh, that's just the way they want to blend in. And that might be so on different aspects, but I think accepting unconditional, I know accepting unconditional is being able to be accepting of yourself first. I mean, cause we, yeah. we look at others and say, oh man, they look, they look so free. And maybe they're just being this way because they don't feel free. But at the same time, instead of critiquing them, we should look at ourselves a little bit more. Cause I look at myself and I'm like, I go out with a hoodie sometimes. And I remember yep. someone stopped me and I think it was like a couple months ago. They were, I was getting coffee and they were like, oh my gosh, you're wearing a hoodie and something else. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, your point. Yep. And I'm like, they're like, but I mean, you know who you are, right? And I'm like, okay. And I just looked at them yeah. like, are you okay? You know, and I know it was one of kind of like my colleagues. They're like, well, you're, 
you know, you're, what are you going to do when the media is hitting you and you're on these whole huge platforms? I'm like, look, I'm still going to go outside. I don't care it, to, the, right. to the point of when it happens to where the world will understand and know my name. I'm still going to be me because I can't live in a, and think about this, everyone out there. You say you want, you like the truth. You like to hear these episodes and different stuff because it feels like a straight to the nerve, like a straight shot to what it is. And you hear females being empowered. Um, men out there like and we have sometimes 40 to 60 percent of men in our audience too so i mean it fluctuates between that of course we love our women empowerment and different men find empowerment and then some of them help their wives their sisters their daughters uh different ones have that empowerment as well uh to fulfill that in their future because we all have a loved one of a different kind of gender that's the truth i'm like we we all have someone going out there but it helps them be able to understand like man that life is too it really is too small too short and i think about all those blessed souls who have passed along so far with this crazy out of the blue random epidemic that didn't get a chance to have their last cheesecake okay like they're worried about their friend group talking about oh my gosh you're supposed to be in a diet you know you're you're eating a piece of cheesecake and they're wondering man i wish i really would i mean you never know what's in their thoughts i wish i would have had that strawberry tart that i really wanted a bite of now i'm in icu or I wish I would have right. went out there and went out to garden my, you know, in my favorite hat, but I was worried about what the neighbor thought and I couldn't be myself. I, I wish I would have been able to watch the TV station I wanted, but I didn't want my husband or my wife to come in and think that something was wrong with me because I wanted to watch something. Don't live your life by stipulations and rules. I mean, like to that right. point, like you're already ruled enough and governed enough. You don't need to make it 10 times more miserable when you get a chance to go in there because the only way you'll ever live miserable is when you say, like Laura said, is when you're not accepting unconditionally. That's what it is. I mean, that's the whole yeah. thing. I mean, if you want to be a bank robber, obviously, I'm just saying, disclaimer out there, those to Laura, we have to be careful. We don't know who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> we want to we we want to put a disclaimer out there that I'm not having someone who's a complete you know what do you call those people the kleptos um who are just like oh accept ourselves we're just gonna be kleptos for the rest of our life no we don't mean that okay we mean when you're not imposing and harming on another person's existence uh, yeah <laughs> you know and, you know piggybacking on that most humans really don't want to hurt other humans most humans really want love all we really want is to be loved and accepted and when we don't get loved and accepted, that's when some of that crazy behavior starts, you know, cropping up. That's when people start getting, you know, sick and neurotic when they're trying so hard to be something that they're not and that resentment has built up and then it's like they break, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. it, Yeah, and it's like flaunting yourself authentically and learning how to do that, I really think can actually prevent some of those crazy behaviors where we are hurting other people because I think most often that's just the symptom of years and years and years of never being able to be yourself yeah, you know what? You just made me remember again. There was this time. Yeah, being yourself. I mean, I wasn't in this moment. And I'm not afraid to admit this, people. I'm just saying, like, I was... I, we're over at... Um I think it was the Cadillac dealership or something where the last last summer and my mom came with me and she's just this cute I mean I say four foot eleven but she doesn't agree um five <laughs> foot tall for disclaimer purposes from her not hitting me later or smacking me five foot tall little lady coming with me and I'm like okay so we sat there for a couple hours checking out the cars test driving and then all of a sudden one of the I don't know if she was the finance manager or what but she just kept staring and kind of doing this little shark around and I guess she saw how vibrant the section was where my mom and I were 
I was happy with free popcorn and granola bars, okay? I'm just saying, like, I, I was enjoying that a little too much, you know. I had a couple little granola bars for the next week or so in my purse. But uh, I, had, I had a good time. I figured if I'm putting out all these thousands of dollars cash, you know, you can give me a couple couple granola bars to last me for a couple days. So I went in there. And I remember we went in the room and I had to put all the money on the table. So they had never seen hundreds and twenties and all that stuff. They're like, whoa, usually we have someone on a credit card or we have so we haven't seen cash in a long time and then they're counting it out in her financial office for security measures and my mom and I were sitting there my mom was just always she's always being in herself and herself is being the inner being of the complete connection between her and the creator it's not the ones right. that shove it down your throat and tell you hey you should be looking at this scripture because you're wrong it's her her whole vibrational level is nothing but spirituality so when people oh. see yeah when they get a chance to get this from this little you know okay a little Keebler elf a little, yeah, this little cute lady walking in here you know just being herself and you know touching hands and praying and just being a sweet person the a financial accountant I can't I couldn't help but stare at her and I'm like what is this lady doing you know in my head I'm like why is she looking like she's about to flip so I'm thinking okay either she's fascinated by the money and she wants to run off with it or she's right. like something's wrong here and I'm like but she looks too sweet and then all of a sudden she just started crying behind her desk and I remember the salesman was like whoa what just happened and i'm sitting here like man it gave me chills laura like i was like i knew what my mom was before like from how people from all walks of life come over even her prison ministry for 20 years like they always come back like man i love your mom she's my mom there's something about her that just changes my vibration when i looked at that i was remember i was nudging her in between the whole time okay mom take it down a level like okay mom and she was just being herself not even like overstating or talking and i was i was i felt embarrassed because i'm like why am i doing this to her and she's being completely who she is but i felt so uncomfortable in myself at the moment that I was being uncomfortable for her and all the while it changed the life of this lady I mean we came back a week later the lady resigned and she went to the job that she was comfortable with the most and I didn't even know that I thought she was happy there but she gave my mom a hug and just started shaking and crying and I'm thinking whoa like it just it changed my whole perspective not just on calling her mom but I was like man it made me look at myself then I looked at the whole understanding of I said man if I would have kept on with my shenanigans saying, hey, mom, like, hey, Carol, tone it down a little bit. Let me just be my obnoxious self for a minute and be kind of stern and rude. I just felt like I was just tensed up for being there. I would have interrupted what was going on for that lady that obviously changed her life in some good way. I would have interrupted the whole like frequency of that. So people have to be aware of just because, I mean, when you're living in the point where you're not putting on that burlesque, when you're not being accepting of the unconditional, you, you seemingly impose on those who are you're taking yeah. away their sunshine as well because we're not willing to see the sunshine within ourselves or let it out all the way you know and i told people i can't yeah. cap it you can't cap who you are sometimes and that's what bothers us we're trying to put it in a bottle and it's not meant to be it's meant to just exactly. completely come over i love your philosophy laura stop we gotta have tea when this is over oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. i will bring and, this and just, the lemon and sugar yeah. okay I like that. <laughs> yeah, and along those same lines, like, I, I dance for less, which means I get, I show a lot of my body on stage. I show my thighs, I show my belly, I show my arms, I show my waist. And you know what? I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, 
I'm a coach. I'm a human. There's times I sit around and I eat and I gain 20 pounds. There's times I'm working out all the time and I'm getting pretty cut and I'm looking really good. Hmm. There's times I'm just busy and I don't and I'm really soft. My body cycles through, you know, a 20-pound range all the time and I dance and I show it all no matter what phase of my life I'm in. Exactly. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't impact me. And if I were to say I will only dance when I'm totally cut and I'm at the lowest end of my weight, then I would not be having a lot of fun in life. That's you know, right. and that that was I was thinking about that when you were talking about your mom. Be you, no matter who you are, and give yourself that joy and then empower people because then people will talk to me and they'll be like, Oh my god, you are so brave. You just showed, you know, your bulges and your stretch marks and your wrinkles and your gray hair and you looked like you were having fun and it made me realize I can have fun too I don't have to put off my fun until I've lost 20 pounds and gotten Botox and dyed my hair and it's like no because if you only let yourself live when you're perfect you're not gonna get a lot of living in no absolutely not because what what is that thing they say you could be alive for 20 years and live the life of a 100 year old person or be alive Uh for 100 years and barely even live to the life of a 15 year old I mean that's the whole thing what do you call it my mom always said my grandma said give me my flowers while I'm alive and I love that like give me give me my pearls yeah give me my pearls while I'm here don't don't try to put them on my headstone that's for ourselves too don't don't give yourself the permission once you realize the permission might be slipping from you faster than once you had it I mean that's the whole understanding of that it is and I thought about that too when it came down to people saying why don't you do live video streaming why don't you open up their YouTube channels and I'm like why have I been putting this off besides a hundred thousand things that are legitimately on there and I, I do love being able to do my nonprofit uh business because at the same time it definitely invigorates the lives of those who are really kept in the dark but at the same right. level I'm like why have I why have I oh my face is gonna look too chunky or my hair is gonna look horrible you hit the nail <laughs> It makes me feel so bad, but I mean, it makes me feel empowered at the same time. I look at myself like, shame on you, like shame, like shame, right, you know, and I'm like, what if someone leaves a comment that I just irritates me and I'm like, why would that? I mean, I'm like, that's not for me to worry about the what ifs. It's not for me to worry about if someone even shows up. At least I did it. At least you can say I did it. It doesn't matter if someone right. said, you know what? I put on a new sweater or something I would never wear. And no one said a thing. Maybe they're internalizing it. And it's not for you to yeah. put that on for them to give you a response. It's for you to understand this is who you feel comfortable you with are. yeah you don't need uh what do you call it? validation on what you've right. already been validated with and that's what people ask me right. why do you call yourself lex the goddess i say well i'm the goddess not a goddess because there's only one like me in the universe and at the same time right. i'm like i have to understand that like from that i can't separate the two i have to either be both or just none so right. that the goddess would be on there like hey how you doing youtube but <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I felt that. I felt that aura that I love. I love the fact that you got a chance to have people understand more of that. And I understand why people resonate and they go to your, your whole flow of your understanding of this because it, man, it did a lot for me. Yeah. It did a lot. Yeah. I feel like I just had a little power session right now. Like, <laughs> I know, like, there's someone, I mean, because we always get emails and different stuff like that, and people are just like, wow, so break down this, or break down that, or hey, how's wonderful this, and how how do I overcome this with my partner, and, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I felt bad for people who can't eat the pasta that they want, because they're just, well, I can't eat it, because I might gain 10 pounds and lose my lover. Okay. Right. Wow. Right. 
that's that's really superficial. Yeah, yeah it really is. Man, so is there anything, I know there is a lot more, but is there anything that you want to leave off with uh, the RDC families and those new from all over the world tuning in uh, just about what you want to say to them at all? I just want to say to them that now is the time. Now is the time. I don't care if you're stuck at home. I don't care if you're hearing this, you know, way after the whole pandemic has ended. I don't care if you're single or married or with kids or without kids or with a job or without. Whatever excuse that you think you've got, now is the time. It's not later. It's not when I find the funds or when I get a relationship or when the kids get older. The time is now. Whatever it is you want to do... I just want to tell you the time is now and anything else that comes up is just an excuse. And if you start doing whatever it is you want to do now, I do promise that everything will fall into place. And you know, you mentioned people reach out. I'm happy to answer questions if people, you know, want to reach out. So absolutely reach out, you know, whether I'm sure you will forward them or they can reach out to me directly too. But either way, reach out. Yeah, we're going to have Laura's information um, on there. Angela's going to put that up, and Tony's going to do his... <laughs> I don't want to downplay Tony. And everybody said I'm kind of picking on Tony throughout the years, but I'm not. I love him. At the same time, he does his little wonderful editing skills, his slow little turtle moves, but that's Tony. You know, you accept it. Accepting unconditional. I have <laughs> accepted it unconditional. And if you want to find out more uh, information as well, you can get a hold of us and Angela. Now, we do know, I want to put that out there for everyone, this is a COVID. COVID-19 going on and different ones, coronavirus, and people have different things going on in their lives, regardless if they are, quote, hashtag stay at home uh, right now to where it can be a little slow delayed, um, and but the emails will get caught up no matter what's going on. But Angela is dealing with her own little miniature inside the house kind of epidemic right now. So we're just keeping it easy. I don't want her to blow up on me on email and say, you know what, I think I am going to order some Oreos and just hashtag click you off for a while. So (laughs) I'm just walking on there. But until then, we are going to have a Laura's uh, well website pretty much up on the RDC blog spot and that's www.laurachedle.com that's L-O-R-A as an apple Cheadle C-H-E-A-D-L-E dot com and as well as her email Laura at Cheadle.com you can check her out as well and that'll be available so just remember don't ever forget to be that flaunt I mean that's what I'm gonna embrace completely and I think honestly in ownership of what you were saying when you just posted that off I'm gonna call it hashtag empower your now featuring Laura Cheeto I love that. Absolutely on point. Empower your now. That's what it is. Because now is the time. If more than ever, maybe it took this epidemic for us to really see that now is the time. Because sometimes we just think that we do have forever. And forever does not have us. That's for sure. Oh, at least in the physical. I'm like, <laughs> in the physical life, we know that much. So, yeah, Laura, we thank you for being on here. You're absolutely amazing, my Aquarius sister. And I just want to say that this is not the last time we will have our journey together. And soon as when this dies down a little bit, I'll keep in touch so we can have either, so like I told the RDC family and the different ones that are out here who had uh, expert interviews or whatever, kind of get together for an empowerment event and have everyone, and I think everyone's going to love to come to these this one or two events that is basically, you know, put together for us and have this superpower moment. Um, that's what it I is. I love it. Like the, what do you call that? The eclipse. Yes, there you go. 
<laughs> yeah. So RDC family, and thank you for tuning in. And we hope, and I know that you all enjoy uh, Laura Cheeto as much as we have. And just remember to tune in to realdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. Also, once again, www.lauracheeto.com. All that info will be at therealdoubledosechannel.blogspot.com. And check us out at channel at yandex.com. That's Y-A-N-D-E-X.com. You know the links. You understand it. Be the change. Feel the passion. Embrace the power of that wonderful spirit. Hashtag flaunt and unconditionally accept and accept unconditionally you. We love you. You're amazing. And we'll be back with you very, very, very soon.